Big Mac, Chicken McNuggets. No, Big Mac and Quarter Pounder with cheese. Or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece Chicken McNuggets, juicy Quarter Pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Big Mac, Chicken McNuggets. No, Big Mac and Quarter Pounder with cheese. Or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece Chicken McNuggets, juicy Quarter Pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. The Challenge Mania Patreon is now live. Head to patreon.com slash challengemania or challengemaniapodcast.com to get the scoop on how you can get access to new bonus Challenge Mania content. Hey, oh, wait a minute. Does this mean Challenge Mania is going to cost money now? Cause... No. Challenge Mania is still 100% free. You'll still get two episodes every week with your favorite challenge stars, just like you do now. That will not change. Oh, so it's just bonus episodes, special Q&As, video content, and contests for patrons? Exactly. Got it. The Challenge Mania Patreon is 100% voluntary. By listening to the show, you're already doing enough. But if you're craving some more, want to score some exclusive goodies, or just want to show your appreciation for the show, ChallengeManiaPodcast.com is where you can go get it. What's up, everybody? This is Scott Yeager here with another edition of Challenge Mania. But you didn't come for me. You came for D. So on the line right now, it's Eminem's number one fan, Mr. Derek Kaczynski. What's up, dude? It would be so empty without Cyrus. Without D. Without D. It would be so empty without, without D. Ooh, you missed an opportunity there. Yeah, but, dude, the guy, that's, the guy that we have coming on, is Cyrus and he was in that Eminem video. Yeah, I'm an Eminem fan. Yeah, me and you were supposed to go to Eminem um, the weekend of New York. The, oh, we're going. The weekend we're of, going. The weekend, the weekend of the challenge version of Comic Con <laughs> weekend in New York. Um, we're gonna go see Eminem. So it's just ironic. As if there's have. not enough going on that weekend. We're gonna throw a throw a little trip to the Governor's Ball in there too. But yeah, you mentioned it, Cyrus Yarbrough, who is one of the to me. I mean, he is an original real worlder. He was on season six, which to me, like you know, obviously the first couple seasons were the Trailblazers, but. For me and my viewing habits, Boston, Seattle, like that was really the sweet spot for me. And that's when like I think the real world was really had hit its stride and was at this apex of popularity. So for a while there, you said the name Cyrus. This is pre-Miley Cyrus, ladies and gentlemen. This is maybe that was Billy Ray Cyrus. But you said the name Cyrus out there as a first name. Everybody knows you're talking about Cyrus from MTV. Everybody knows you're talking about Cyrus Yarbrough. And uh, Eminem felt similarly because we'll get to this in the interview. He was put in an Eminem video when Eminem wanted to do some fun 
MTV related commentary in one of his videos without me. Um, but yeah, dude, Cyrus, you guys go way back. And uh, when it was brought up to have him on the show, he's actually going to be in New York City at the Challenge Throwdown event, um, which is another reason we thought about him. But to me, he is at the apex of real world and challenge pioneers. So D, w- w- give us some yeah. thoughts on the guy you know very well. Yeah, he's like one of the Flintstones. He's like one of the Flintstones of the challenge. <laughs> he's going to hate when he hears that, but whatever. That's how far back we go. Uh, we can joke around and uh, bust balls all day long because we've done it so many times. He's one of those guys that I view as a that will always be a friend uh, forever because we've done so many random things together from you know getting too drunk to uh, playing on the same basketball team in beverly hills when i lived out there uh so against um, against some of the tv stars of your favorite shows of the 90s but let's just tease it there let's not let them know who we're talking about d yeah uh no i'm glad he's here Uh, i'm excited to catch up with him this is the first conversation i've had with him in a long time so uh have fun. And it, this is a fun one. This is, you know, what I love about the show, we just had our 30th episode. This is our 31st. Thank you guys for listening and continue to uh, participate in any way you can, subscribing, rating, reviewing, just telling friends about the podcast and all that good stuff. But every one of these episodes is different from the next. So we got our man Sion, who was on a ton of challenges, hasn't been on in a minute, but still watches the show uh, somewhat religiously. He's a big reality TV fan. So the perspective we get from Cyrus, who has been in this game since 1997 and still killing it. He's got a ton of businesses, but is still very much involved in the challenge universe from a viewing perspective and maybe a little bit more than that. So that's a little bit of tease there, but you know, we had uh, last week we had Ashley and Cam, obviously two fresh faces in the challenge world, Cam especially a rookie, but Cyrus is the opposite of that. He is, when you use the term OG, that is what he is. He is a trailblazer in the MTV universe. And some of the, you know, some of the people from that era, a lot of the people from him, his season, you don't hear from very much anymore, obviously, Representative Sean Duffy out there, but not, not really too in tune with still this challenge mania universe, but Cyrus is still plugged in. So he's a great person to talk to, not just about years past, but years current and years future as well. Before we get to Cyrus though, you guys know our shop is open. It's challengemania.shop. You can get your DKO out of nowhere. I'm a challenge maniac. You can now get Cara Maria gear, folks. If you're team Cara, let people know. We got some really cool stuff over there. A couple shout outs to people who took some photos in their challenge mania gear and tweeted them to us. Johnny Diablo and Cassandra, thank you guys so much. You guys look fresh in your challenge mania gear. I know D, you got some more gear coming to you uh, right now for you and Lil D. Can't wait to see you guys rocking those. Um, Let's talk about the Patreon. So as you guys may or may not know, we do have a Patreon and uh, that's where you can go and you can check out. We got a ton of of rewards that if you do choose to pledge, you will receive. Uh, Some of them are swag. Some of them are experiences like, you know, VIP meet and greet treatment at a Challenge Mania Live of your choosing. Some of them are actually come on the podcast. Some of them are watch an episode of the challenge with D and I come out to dinner with us. So there's a ton of cool stuff there. But additionally, we're offering bonus content. So Challenge Mania, the one that you know and love twice a week, guests like Cyrus, those are going to remain 100% free on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts. Those will remain 100% free. And that's thanks in part to the patrons. The patrons who are maniac level or above, that's $15 a month, you will get extra Challenge Mania content. So right now you can pledge any amount 
and you'll be entitled to listen to any of the bonus content we've put out so far in March. Like tonight, we're going to do a nice episode breakdown of Vendettas. D and I just kind of go in long form, talking about the episode. We take notes during the show, and then we go bullet by bullet. We break it down. So if you're looking for more of me and D, if you know, if you're if you're listening to Challenge Mania week to week and thinking, man, those interviews are great, but I'd love to hear what their thoughts were on the past episode. That's the kind of bonus content over at patreon.com slash challenge mania uh, and you can also get it at challenge mania podcast.com so uh, in the future we're going to be doing ask d anythings where you guys the patrons will come on the show and ask d directly we're going to be doing uh, a monthly feature once we hit a certain tier of pledges we're going to do a monthly edition of the show where we're interviewing a listener of the month getting your story hearing about your favorite episodes seasons how you became a fan of the challenge so thinking of ways to kind of broaden this out and really add some extra stuff to the challenge mania experience while keeping the two episodes with the interviews of your favorite cast members 100 free so thank you guys so much for checking out the patreon site we have a ton of patrons to thank i'm going to do that at the end of the show i just want to give a big shout out to michael marlowe who went above and beyond thank you so much uh, for your huge contribution to the show everybody else i'll get to you at the end of the show um before we get to cyrus who you'll hear in the show he's going to be in new york city for challenge throwdown you can go to challengethrowdown.com that's where you can get info on the new york city weekend that's june 2nd also, the big volleyball event in Yorkville on May 19th. All that information is there. And you'll hear on the show, maybe you'll see uh, Cyrus down at Challenge Mania Live as well, which is at Caroline's Comedy Club Saturday, June 2nd. Unfortunately, all meet and greet package tickets are sold out. That's where you come in early and meet me and Dee and the guests and stuff like that, hang out before the show. But the show still has many tickets on sale, but they are running out, folks. We're about halfway through selling out the place at Caroline's Comedy Club. It's a big room, but they will eventually sell out. We think and we hope. Fingers crossed. So head to challengemania.live for tickets. You're going to get a table. You're going to have a waitress. You can enjoy some food, some cocktails. It's going to be an awesome afternoon. Laughing up a storm with Dee, myself, and our guests. And I think we're ready to announce one of those guests next week, Dee. Sweet. And, um, yeah, for all the patrons, shout out to you guys for sure. And uh, we appreciate you. Uh, May 19th, uh, we're going to be back in Yorkville for another challenge throwdown. So if you guys are in the Chicago land area, come stop by. We had such a good time last time. We're doing it again, except this time we're doing a day event and a night event. We're going to play some volleyball, uh, not just just kind of some volleyball we're going to be playing competitive volleyball against the the challengers which is just uh, uh an awesome addition to like some of the escape rooms that we're doing and stuff like that um this time we're doing volleyball just so um you know a little bit more interactive a little bit more fun and um so yeah challenge throwdown.com backslash events challenge throwdown.com backslash events true or false and, d um, to get pumped up for that volleyball game you're going to be watching that scene from top gun on repeat for the next few weeks true or false uh i prefer like 300 maybe probably since jordan's gonna be there um you know and as competitive as, as i heard him on the phone i'm gonna have to prepare myself where do they when do they play so. volleyball in 300 what scene is that i missed that i must have it's a mentality my friend it's a mentality uh, see, I was going literal with the volleyball scene, the one we all know and love with Mr. Val Kilmer and Tom Cruise playing competitive volleyball at Top Gun to a really cheesy song. And you went more motivational, getting the mindset that this is Sparta mindset that you get in when you see that man who took your money on Dirty 30. Is that right? I got to get my revenge somehow. Why not volleyball style? Hey, I, <laughs> I think there's a lot of listeners out there thinking, hey, winning Dirty 30 would have been nice, but beating Jordan in volleyball is a close second. 
that's what's going to happen. May 19th, buddy. All right, so we're going to get to Cyrus Yarbrough from Real World Boston. You guys know it's at Cyrus MTV. That's Cyrus with an S. He is an original reality star, folks. We have a lot to talk to him about. Follow D on Twitter at DerekMTV. Follow me at Shot of Jaeger. That's where you can get us questions to fuel our show like this one and uh, let us know who you want to hear on the show. Additionally, we also now have a Facebook page, so go and like that. We'll be uh, As we build up a Facebook audience, we will be doing polls, guest polls, picking guests based on your feedback there. We'll be releasing news on Facebook exclusively as well. So facebook.com slash challenge mania podcast. And especially for those uh, friends of yours who, you know, don't use Twitter, please let them know about the Facebook page. Cause that's a, pre- uh, a presence where they can share their thoughts for us as well. All right, let's get to side D. This is a fun one. It really is. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right, everybody, on the line right now, we promised you guys an OG, and to me, it doesn't get more OG than this guy who was on the real world Boston when I was, I don't know, I think literally in middle school, and uh, a mainstay of the challenges (laughs) after that, he did more challenges than anybody else on his real world season, and when you say his name, it is synonymous with MTV, he is a true pioneer in the reality TV universe, Mr. Cyrus Yarbrough, how are you, man? I'm good, man. Good. Life is phenomenal. Just over here living every day and still living the dream. Wow. I wish I wish I could say the same. Um, I, I, I don't know how the hell you've done it for this long, but um, I mean, you started all this. Like we talk about Mark Long being the godfather, um, but you were before Mark Long. And I don't know why he doesn't have like this cool, you know, unique uh, nickname, you know. Uh, <laughs> well, so, technically, I, mean, I, I think Mark Long. I, I like think Mark was, Long was technically ninety-five, and Real World Boston was ninety-seven. I think to be technical, I think he was actually ninety-six, and we started ninety-six as well. So synonymous. Yeah, same, so same path. So they were on. Yeah, exactly. So he was the Road Rules equivalent of Cyrus doing the Real World thing. But you got to remember, Road Rules when it first started. I mean, you're season six of the Real World, so you're going on to that show, which everybody is already tuning in for. And Mark was like season one of this newbie. So in a way, you are right, D. Yeah. <laughs> D is wow. never right. Come on, Derek is never right. Oh, um, Cyrus, dude, it's been. I can't even. I don't. I feel like I. I feel like we're still really good friends. Even though I haven't seen you in probably, I don't know, six, seven, eight years. But every time we do it, like, we just do it the right way. Like, me and Cyrus have been on, like, tours together. Um, we've been, like, um, uh, we've been on the same basketball team with Mark Long, believe it or not, playing against people like Steve Urkel. Uh, <laughs> right? Dude. Yeah, I mean, we, I think when you meet someone and you guys kind of hit it off, you, you build something that's always there, brother. And for me personally, I'll never forget the New Year's we spent together. Remember that New Year's we spent together out here in L.A.? Well, I feel like, I feel like, was Adam King there too? Adam King showed up, yeah. I mean, the, the thing about yeah. living in L.A., man, is everyone's going to show up at some point. At some point, you're coming to L.A. If you're in the game or have been in the game, you're going to be in L.A. doing something. And so you were staying at your boy's house over there in uh, east part of Los Angeles, uh, East Part of Hollywood, I say, and um, a gal was working at a couple of clubs that night, and we just kind of clubbed, hop, bounced around, and just literally raged our minds off. And wasn't Abe? <laughs> was, Abe showed was, up for a minute. Was Abe there? <laughs> he was there for a minute, 
no, he wasn't there, dog. <laughs> okay, but we stopped, stopped at Cara Maria's friend's house, yeah. right? Yes, we stopped at Cara Maria's friend's house. That was like one of her first years when it first started for her. Yeah. yeah, man. Um, um, I'm glad you guys are back doing the podcast, though, man. This is a really cool thing you guys got going on over there, brother. I love it. Thank you. Know, you. Well, what it does, dude, is it kind of let it kind of just kind of it kind of lets people come back and like you know let us know where they're at, what they've been doing. You know, even someone for someone like yourself, like you're someone that like can't ever be forgotten. I mean, you were in a fucking Eminem video for crying out loud. Um, <laughs> like you. St- started all this you know like I, I i'm sure like for myself and like people listening like how, how this all began for you it, you know like the puck era like you know you know people don't even know that name anymore like man yeah that's you know, crazy so, man yeah, i remember when, when the first day when how did, how did this I, all start for you dude how did this all, I, all start for you well i got on the show kind of by mistake first off um a lot of people don't know but i was trying to work behind the scenes and have been working behind the scenes ever since. And I was trying to get on as a casting assistant. Um, the way, the kind of way I look at it is like this. When you know a lot of people and or deal with a lot of people a lot, there's work for you somewhere out here. And so I got put into the casting world and I was trying to get in over there. And last thing I expected to happen was to actually go on a show because of it. And they kind of like, you know, I told my life story. Um, I took them back to the moment. I was born, actually. and uh, Yes, tell well, them the, the moment that you were born on the street or something like that. Uh, <laughs> bring them the back, dude. Tell us like how you homeless, were born, bro. And when you like had the hair. <laughs> dude, I, I could have sworn when you, told, when you told me a story, you, you, you at some point were white. Wow, you're, you're you a lot. White, or am I just envisioning this? We're, we're going to box. This? My real last name was white, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. See, see, I knew there was a white thing in here. I thoroughly enjoy white wait, wait women. Wait till you hear the story. It's, <laughs> wait, wait till you hear the story, dude. This is, this is going to be insane. Yeah. So what happened was we were, um, it was on Sundays, and I guess back He, like, fell out of a spaceship, dude, and he was this just, like, existing. <laughs> awesome. I wish it was a spaceship. If you call, like, an old-school <laughs> Pinto a spaceship, yeah, I came in a spaceship, <laughs> homie. <laughs> on, on dubs. <laughs> no. But uh, basically, long story short, man, that the, the ambulance gave no, me man, gas. Make it long. Make the story long. Make you it don't long. want a short one. Right, you well, fell out I of guess, a spaceship, bro. Dude, come on, bro. <laughs> I'm not that much of an alien, although I've been <laughs> caught on a few times. I'm kind of a beast. Um, but uh, the ambulance gave out of gas, man. And uh, this uh, car was driving by, and, and, and we flagged him down. And uh, before we flagged him down, though, I guess I decided to just come. Mom says I popped out like a bottle of champagne. Boom. Right onto the floor. If you notice, the head is a little flat in the back. They laid me on the thing. My dad passes out. Um, they flag this car down. They transport us from one car to the other car. I'm still on the court. And they drive us with, like, these strangers to the hospital, bro. And then they actually thought I was going to pass or something was wrong and not, not right. They cut the court in the parking lot, ran me into the hospital uh, before my mom and so forth. She came right after and, and pretty much that's it, dog. That's the way I came into this world. And that's what you used to get cast on the show? Was was that story? Or <laughs> I gave him I gave him about three hours of my life, straight up. Wow. So I started there and then I brought him all the way up to the present time and I went through everything from, you know, living in the hood to living in Santa Monica to being on my own and uh moved out at fifteen years old. Um Lived in this amazing place, uh, a couple blocks from the beach. 
being sponsored by Nike for basketball, playing on Nike's number two team, and going to college in Hawaii to play basketball, being the first in my family to graduate college, and just just kind of I took them on the whole journey, man. And uh, they they laughed, they cried. What's really interesting, I mean, that's an amazing story. So there's no surprise there that that kind of you know they took to that and thought, wow, we got somebody right under our nose here that could be on the show that he's trying to help us find people for. But I want to know what inspired you to want to get in to casting because you don't hear that too often. Somebody kind of starting there, you know, you hear people maybe pivoting there or kind of winding up there. What was it about casting? Did you think that was a way in for you, or you know, tell us about that? Well, this is the real, real here. Now, I had been taught all my life, man, uh, play ball, go to school, get a degree, you get a job. And so when I graduated from the University of Hawaii, I finished out there, and uh, I had been looking for a job. And let me tell you, people, it was not easy. Because in my era, everyone thought you go to school, you go to college, you get a job automatically. So in, in doing so, my mind had been set on that. I achieved all these goals. I'd always been an overachiever. Got to that point, and um, when it came time to get a job, no one was there for me, man. I'm like, how was I a standout person in my community since childhood? Six, seven years old, I've always been that guy, and in one of the most influential places on the planet, and I can't find a job. No one's throwing me nothing. There's nothing coming my way at all, and these guys are sick of hearing me bitch at the basketball courts <laughs> about not having a gig, and I'm still schooling everyone, but not having a gig. And he's like, look, man, just just give them a call over here, go in, and, and, you know, I'm sure they'll probably hire you. I was like, man, as long as I can get, you know, make a little bit of cheese and have some benefits and get my teeth worked on, if they get hurt, that's all I want to do. And I went in for that interview, man, and basically because the way the situation's lined up, they needed someone or they want, they, our cast was working with children, and it's the only thing I'd done was work with kids. So it's kind of a perfect fit once they heard my background with kids. And so one thing just kind of led to another in that interview. And, um, you know, I landed on the show. But was so that so? Like, so you had, oh, I thought, maybe I misheard you. I thought that you said that you were trying to work behind the scenes. Yeah. And so you were I trying went in for oh, a casting okay. interview. When I got there, everything, everything you could possibly do wrong, I did in the interview. But it happened to be right for the show. Oh, so you basically so. went in for a job interview that you failed miserably, but as we've come to learn by talking to people on this podcast, the skill set and the life qualities that might not land you, you know, a high-end <laughs> position in an office will put you at the top of Buna Murray's scouting list for to be on the next uh, Real World or The Challenge, uh, and that is interesting. How do you feel like you botched the interview from a job standpoint? Well, well, well there's two levels of interviews. First of all, if I'm ever <laughs> speaking on anything, I'm winning. There's no other chance that it can happen any other way. If you let me open my mouth, I'm winning. When it comes down to anything on paper, that was a different kind of story. They asked me to type a business letter. That shit took forever. <laughs> I remember they sent me to this room to type it up, and it took me forever to figure out how to make this damn thing print. So I typed it out, but it took forever <laughs> to print it. I walked back into the room, and they're like, oh, we thought you left. But in my other hand, it was like there's five people interviewing me for a a casting associate position, yeah. which is basically a gopher, bro. Go get coffee. Yep. You know, don't make it too dark. Lighten it up a little bit with some milk. Make these copies of this fucking copy machine. And that's about it. <laughs> okay? So that was a job I'm going for. Why the fuck are there five people interviewing me? Hmm. That got a little weird. And so when they asked me about myself, I started talking because I thought it was interesting enough that I played basketball in Hawaii. A lot of people get intrigued by that. Started there. She was like, no, no I want to know about you. And then I went to high school. I'm like, been my since 15. 
and kind of killing it. She was like, no, no, I want to know about you. And so that's what triggered me in my mind. I'm like, bro, I went on so many job interviews. I ain't got nothing. I'm getting this damn job. Whatever this is, I'm getting this. And I just straight took it to the day I was born, bro, and just kind of brought them from the past all the way up into the present. I watched them laugh. I watched them cry. They went on a full-blown journey. Now, don't forget, reality TV is unscripted if it's real reality TV is the way I like to call it. So they needed someone that could carry the camera, that could actually speak without having guidance of what to say or what to do. Because don't forget, it was still more of an experiment uh, when I was on the show. So the show just had no script. They wanted someone that could carry the entire thing. So when they got me, they got a mouthpiece because I definitely got that gift of gab. I'm always going to yap. I'm always going to be free-spoken about whatever I feel. And at the same point in time, I'm going to put it down. Like I don't, I'm not the kind of person that doesn't like to get to the bottom of things. I'm very non-confrontational, but I like to get to the bottom of things. And if that means me being completely honest and un- unfiltered, that's kind of me. That's what I do. So, so did you know about the real world before you got on it? Because you were like real world six or something like that. Yeah, I was watching it, dog. I watched it. I watched all the shows. By know? that, by I then, mean, it was kind of hard not to know about. I mean, it was like, I mean, it was one of the bigger things in TV because it was the oh, whole yeah, genre. You guys got to realize, you know, yeah, you guys got to realize that when I was on, bro, it was crazy. Like, it, it it was a common thing for for Marlon Brando to see Cyrus. Like, hey, what's up, Cyrus? How you doing, brother? Come up and give me a hug. Be like, yo, I watch all your stuff. I'm a fan. I'm like, what? Mark Wahlberg's. Like, it, it was insane what was happening, bro. People don't get it. Nowadays, they go on TV. You guys got some status. Brother, I was that dude. I was like, are you kidding me right now? You mean you just unleashed a complete beast? You're giving me the key to do whatever the fuck it is I want to do. I'm the wrong guy, like, because I'm going to make everything happen. And since <laughs> that day, I felt that I've tried to do any and everything they let me try and do, bro. And, like, that's why you see me scattered all over the place from everything from, you know, the weed business right now to, <laughs> to writing shows uh, to my own shoes coming out, to my own razor. Like, I'm doing everything, bro. My video games, I've done 15 to date. I uh, just got a call yesterday, actually, for another video game. What are you doing, voiceover? What are you doing for the video games? No, bro, bro, I'm a character, fool. You can wow. go and play this game and be fucking Cyrus. <laughs> wow. like, what video <laughs> game basketball. is that? Uh, there's a couple. Basketball video games. Uh, the last two I did was Street Hoops. Basketball games. You know I still got a game on the court. I'll take you to the racket. Let me give a moment. <laughs> but uh, it was the uh, M1 video game. He uh, will. Hoops. And I'm also in uh, uh, one of the Mike Tyson games, a punch out. I'm one of the characters in that. I'm a character in Fugitive Hunter. Um, and there's several <laughs> other games and a few NC2A games. That's, first so, of all, my mind is blown. I'm like, cue the little emoji with the explosion on top of the, <laughs> on the, on the head. My mind is blown because I now need to know, like, is this something like, I mean, I'm, a, I'm aware that video games have, like, hidden characters and there's a bit of a nostalgia element to it. But are you just out there? Do you have, like, a video game character agent? Like, how does, like, Street Fighter 4 find out that they can have Blanca fighting Cyrus? Like, I, I want to know. Well, you got to understand two things, bro. The game is was real. I get on the court, I'm giving you buckets. Right. Anywhere on the court, dog. Now, back in my day, so I was doing 360s with a pump, grabbing nuts. I was doing any dunk you could heard of, I was doing. And I was under six feet. So I've been doing with those dunks since like eighth, ninth grade. With the jerry curl at one point, yes. Um, <laughs> we got rid of that, thank God. Um, <laughs> but for me, it was one of those things where I was playing ball. This is actually the simultaneously, this came up with the real world. So I was such a hustler, I couldn't find a gig. I end up walking past this park in Santa Monica that is uh, MGM Plaza. 
and there was a basketball court, beautiful court, great surroundings in the middle of this business park. And I'm like, fuck that, man. I can make something happen. I saw the court, took a couple of shots, walked into the gym that was kind of connected to it. And I was like, look, I'm going to bring you guys a basketball league. They're like, yeah, right. I was like, look, just allow me to present you what I want to do. They're like, okay, man. I ended up getting like, I had the six foot and under league. I had 14 teams, six foot and over league. I had like 10 teams. They were like, he can't make this happen. Wow. So I charged them 250 bucks a team up front. And then they were paying me 25 bucks an hour to run the league. So I was refereeing the games. So I'm up in there refereeing the games with all these crazy big companies from Pixar to, to Edmonds to all these big companies. Right. And I'm that guy out there. And, and I use this as my stage. I'm out there. They're talking smack. They're creating company camaraderie by having a little competition and everyone comes out and watch the games. All of a sudden I got 50 people out there watching the lunchtime basketball, three on three half court. And so I'm at center stage. So dudes are talking smack. Like we do. Girls are walking up like they do. And I'm like, wow, at this time, you know, I'm just like this. I'll be damned if I can't pull half the girls walking near this court because I'm that kind of guy. I'm going to spit some venom to them and see if they bite and make it work. So I'm out there center stage. And I remember the one day this girl's walking from way over yonder. Everyone wanted this chick. I'm like, dog, I got that. I got on my referee stripes. I see her coming in the far distance. I post up at the court, call a little timeout, throw a flag on the play for no reason. And I said, honey, excuse me, illegal motion. You got too much going on and moving over here. She had like the big old triple D breasts, little waist with a nice little ass, and I had to call her out. I threw that flag on the plate. Whole court erupts in laughter. Da da da, long story short, ended up. That was my girl. <laughs> we moved in together and the whole nine. And so it was that moment where I realized there's going to be something there. And the real world had called literally, I'll say like two months after that, for me to go on the show. Oh wow! So, so that, yeah, so that of, was so, so that whole basketball enterprise you just described was post your casting interview, but pre getting cast. Yeah, got it. And, so it's in the middle. What there. ended up happening was once they heard I was going off and I took off and all that stuff, there was like uh, a couple of fools that used to talk a lot of smack, like literally like the, the presidents and vice presidents of these huge multi million dollar companies, right? And I called a foul one day, and this fool started talking smack, and I said, "Look, man." We can go right now, one-on-one, head up. I mean, you, I'm sure you don't want this, but you're going to get it. We play one-on-one, embarrass him in front of his wife, his entire company, did him in. And one of the companies playing in the league was called Black Ops Entertainment. And the dude was like, yo, I don't know what's going on, but you got to come work with us. What would it cost for me to work with you guys to get you on board? How do I get on? How do I get on? How do I get you in, Cyrus? I'm like, well, I mean, I make $25 mine here. You know, give me 30 He's like, no problem. Boom, got you. Sign this man up. And so what they did was they were doing a college basketball game. They only knew a bit about pro basketball, no college ball. So they brought me in as a specialist um, for, for college basketball. And that was my start in the entire video game world. And I went on to work with Activision, receive a bunch of awards and accolades for, for some of the games that I made. Are you like the guy where they put like the little like light bulbs on who's like the character in the game? Like it's you I, I don't like, know light bulbs on me. doing the moves? No, no, before so, the game starts. So, so the game we created, you can create your entire character from what they wear, from the shoes to the socks to just this whole swag. This is the first time they've mm-hmm. really done that in mm-hmm. video games. And so mm-hmm. I'm Cyrus, and I have my special... The, the actual movements are me, and the character looks just like me. Well, what what video games are out right now Ma- where you what can was, be... Are you saying... I'm in March Madness, but the one I'm in right now is called Street Hoops. It's with all the N1 legends. So I remember that. Like the professor? Is the professor in it? 
Yeah, I ball with Professor here all the time in real life too. I remember, dude. I remember at Hot Sauce, right? Or or is that was Hot, Hot Sauce, Sauce a person? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was on when I was in college, man. We used to watch that. That was that was before ESPN loaded up their daytime uh, lineup with just straight talk shows. We got like Kellerman and Stephen A. doing like fourteen hours a day, and before that, yep. they would run and one on the regular. Like half yeah. the day was and one, and you knew these dudes. Like I knew some of these dudes better than I knew the role players on the Spurs. Yeah, it was crazy, man. It was it was a really Professor. good time. So yeah, say what? Go ahead. Sorry, my bad. My well, bad. <laughs> that was just Derek yelling, Professor, in his kitchen. Um, I like it. Let me. Yes. All right. So so let's get back to because you know what I what I think is you're such a uh, great person to talk to about the perspective shift from the early days of reality TV, which the real world was clearly at the forefront of, you're on season six, which, you know, being on season one is groundbreaking and all, but it took a while to really build up the momentum and establish the show as a thing. So I think you're really in that sweet spot of, all right, the real world is a thing now. So you're right that you go on the show, you're coming out, Marlon Brandau saying what up to you. You've got a built-in fan base and culturally, you're probably the most famous Cyrus in the world for a few years, you know, whereas, right? Yeah, the one thing that killed me, I'll be honest with you right now, bro. I'd be bigger today if it wasn't for Miley Cyrus. When she did what she did on MTV with Robin Thicke, it kind of crushed a bit of my oomph. It was but that's like a big several years. I mean, moment. how long after? I mean, you had a good decade of you are the Cyrus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm still that Cyrus. Like, you know what I mean? From getting in a fucking Uber to being on the highway, they're going to see me. Right. They're going to say something. But here's the thing. So you look at it today. And today's a little different because there are so many reality shows. There are so many spinoffs of the challenge. The real world's kind of even done. And people aren't looked at with the same, you know, idolization as you guys were back in the day. However, today you can kind of wake up, start an Instagram, and you got 100,000 followers and they're sending you free mattresses. I want to know which, which stage you prefer. Do you like the fact that you were sort of pre-internet, free, uh, pre-like instant monetization of this, pre, uh, pre-like sort of internet uh and social kind of personality to go along with everything are you glad that you were in the infancy stages of this show where people actually across the board men women children adults kids all knew who you were because like let's be honest kayla could walk through times square and not everybody knows who she is i feel like you couldn't do that in 1999 i feel like um i'll be real from a money perspective if i was on now i would never have to work again in my life i don't think right um, yeah, because you have like a million then, followers. I got to grind. So I grind mine out. I get mine. Don't get me wrong. But all my hustles and grinds and uh, I'm like the master of odd jobs because I created that for me. If I be on today, you got all that instant airplay, that instant looks right there. I'm going to kill that. So I would probably prefer to be a little newer. I mean, I, yeah, we laid the pavement down. We started this. But in the, in the end, it's how long you're going to be able to prolong it and keep going. I still get enough recognition today to be happy with what I've done from from all different angles. And then, of course, there's going to be people that don't know who I am, but there's a large people, large amount of people that know exactly who Cyrus is. And I, I don't know another Cyrus that's doing anything, that's done anything, period. Right. Yeah, I guess so over, I look at it kind of like that. An oversimplification of it is exactly what you just said. Is it like, would you choose the cultural significance that you guys had back then to the to sort of the the more financial benefits of today because they're you, like I'm sorry like we do a, a challenge podcast so like all these people are are significant to us but in huh. the scheme of things I can't just throw out a name with one name you know not even drop a last name I can't just throw out I don't know let me just say uh, who's a uh, Corey I can't just say Corey someone's gonna be like who you mean Corey Matthews from Boy Meets World like, yeah nobody you're right. know, but if I said Cyrus 
in 2001, someone's gonna be like, oh, Cyrus from the real world. So like, you know, it's basically choosing. Do you choose the cultural significance over the financial? And it sounds like you would go with the, the financial just because you'd be set and you feel like you could maybe establish your own cultural significance another way, right? Because you're just hustling. Well, yeah, for sure, but let's get it straight though. I, six figures, I pissed that. That's right. where I'm at. That's where I've always been. I've never really had. I've never really had a job. Let's be real. I've never truly had an actual job. 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 Now I don't know anyone else that can truly say that shit. I've done some castings. I've done 40 different shows in the middle of this, but that's still not really a job when you consider the scheme of life. Today, if I went on that fucking show, I'm sure I would parlay some crazy shit out of whatever's happening and done the same fucking thing, if not times two. You know, I'm from the era where it was gig to gig. We booked tour to tour, and, you know, you, you created something for yourself. They paid me to wear, they still do this every now and again, to wear this shirt, to wear this jewelry, to wear these shoes. And now the game is so saturated, they're not paying as much, I'm hearing, unless you're a fucking housewife, as in the, the reality show. Right. Those fools are making bank doing what they're doing. Now, we're missing a window somewhere in there with this new school real-world reality thing and challenges, there's a window in there that we're missing for whatever reason. And it's probably because cats like me ain't been back on. If I get back on this challenge, I'm going to create a whole new genre for people to do whatever it is they're doing. I guarantee you that. I've been trying to get on for a few years, and I'm coming back. When I come back, I'm coming back hard. Ooh, well, that's what's funny because that's what we're trying to do with Challenge Mania, man. I mean, like, what? Well, you're you're from the era where it was real world mania all day, every day. It was Challenge Mania, and we're trying to, you know, kind of bring that back into the fold. And we're not going to be able to do it without the Cyruses and the Veronicas and the Mark Longs and the Derricks and the Shanes and the people from that generation because you have two different audiences of this show. I think. I think you have the target audience. MTV's target audience doesn't change. It's about 20 years old, and those people still watch the show. But you still have the people who grew up watching the show when they were that age and now they're in their 30s and 40s and they still watch the show and you're going to lose them if you don't bring back a Cyrus, if you don't bring back a D, if you don't bring back a, you know, dare I say it, Johnny Bananas. So like, you know, I think that you're absolutely right the keys to keeping this, you know, kind of ever flowing, you know, everybody succeeding and the brand is still as hot as ever is integrating you guys back into the show. They've started to do that more than they did for a few years. And, uh, you know, we're seeing Shane's and Veronica's turn up more and more, but I think we need Cy back on the show. It's good to hear that you're trying to get on. Cause that's a question we got from a ton of listeners. They want to know yeah. when did you stop getting the calls? How often do you, you know, how often do you reach out to them? What's that relationship like? I know it's behind the scenes, well, but what can you share? Well, for me, when I stopped getting the calls, it, it was more a situational thing. Um, I was on, my mom got sick and she passed. And so I kind of went dormant for a little bit. And then uh, from that date, cats didn't really think I was still touring and doing stuff like that. And so I had to re-jump into the system. Like the way it worked, Derek will tell you, you take a year off, man, it, you're not easy to find. It's just that kind of thing. And that's what they're looking at because they start looking in other directions and other places and they just figured, oh, he's done now. He's going to go get a real job, start a real life, that kind of thing. And so. What, I mean, that's that's how it works, though. Think about it, Doc. When you took off, did you think you were coming yeah. back that quick? Did you you thought you nah. thought you were done? Your feet were kicked up. You're like, dude, I'm going to CrossFit. I'm gonna take a little break. I'm gonna go chill. Had his kid. Do your thing, right? Yeah. Well, it's more of like I'm gonna try this real, real world, real, real job thing, um, just to find out it was absolutely nothing I ever wanted to do. So it's interesting <laughs> for me to. <laughs> You know, um, you know, so it's interesting for me to hear, uh, you know, obviously I'm, I'm going to, we're going to have to talk after this because, uh, you know, no, we're going to talk right now. Podcast. Put it out there, D put it out there. D. 
Because I'm going to put do, you on blast in a second. If well, you don't say it, I'm going to say it. I'm going to put you out there in a second. You know that. It's my job. How do I continue? Well, because, listen, dude, I worked in the oil field for five years. Years. Damn, that's like, crazy. Me thinking, me thinking about going into oil field, oil and natural gas again here in the working in, in on top of a mountain in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> uh, in rain, sleet, snow, in all weather conditions, in freezing cold. The only time you shut down for this shit is is when it starts lightning. And guess what? I gotta drive big ass trucks to and from locations over a hundred thousand, over a hundred thousand pounds. Where, dude, you're fucking driving a dangerous piece of equipment motherfucker i had i I, I had to get my hazmat okay i had to get my hazmat um to haul hazardous materials over the road strap that shit down because if anything falls off could kill somebody type of shit you know what i mean like i'm not trying pull up to location make sure fucking you know you're that's crazy this shit in properly or something so i mean you know it's like it's like probably equivalent to. It's like I that mean, reality show, Dirty same, Jobs. It's, it's like a, the only the only reality <laughs> show you were getting to call for is Dirty Jobs for five years. <laughs> and wait, so you had a real job in the real. So world. it's like no pun intended, motherfucker. God damn. Yeah, yeah. And at this and at the same time, I'm like, I'm not trying to go back to jail. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, not trying that. to go back to jail. You know what I mean? Damn. Sure, let's I fuck around that. with this challenge podcast. See what happens. You know what I mean? Um, get it, it, it only made sense, bro. Be, look, it, it, dude, they're doing four shows a year. They're doing two big ones. They're doing two um, two champs versus pros. You know what I mean? It's literally turning into a you know a WWE universe. You know, I love I mean? it. It's, it's, it's a new brand, it, sir. It's a new brand. So I mean, if you don't have a radio show talking about the sport, we grew up playing i mean we went from like dude i watched you in like a chicken suit back in the day oh. um, I watched you, right you went there to to but but to battling you in, in, in a sand pit as one of the 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 most hardcore one of top five hardcore eliminations grudge matches that the challenges ever had i can i feel like i can say that you know but only time i got about, my ass whooped in the public <laughs> the only time i had my ass whooped in the public I was like 38 and well, then here comes fucking Derek. I'll kick you in the nuts when I see you, motherfucker. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the record, I mean, I got my ass beat too. I got my it ass happens. beat too. I mean, there's, you know, I mean, dude, uh, dude, it was like you're trying to move, uh, you know, a 230-pound loaded truck from the middle. He's like a, a working loaded truck. It's not, <laughs> dude, that shit was moving. Yo, that shit was not That moving, shit was wild, man. dog. So, so what like, fight was longer? You know, was our fight longer? You and Joss's fight was longer. Nah, dude, mine and Josh's fight was like longer than the, the. There will never be anything longer than me and Josh. Dude, it looked like you were gonna die, um, bro. You went in. Well, yeah, I mean, it was like it was like I thought it was two hours when I got out of it. You know, when I got out of it, I was like, that had to been about two hours. But I mean, I'm talking about I couldn't move to get into the motherfucking car, dude. But you know, just like, so you know, I knew you were going to win. I knew. I'm sitting there like these got this. It's a wrap, Josh. You have no idea. And, and D showed up. Little gangster D showed up and represented well, for all the pit bulls out there. Well, and I think that pit bull name started with you, by the way. Um, and then it, it, it and I think with the Joss, with the Joss, I think he called me a Rottweiler. So I don't know. No, nah, you're pit bull, dog. You're, you're pit bull. Because I'm going to tell you this. When you came out of the gate, homie, the way you came out is very pit bullish. Go right for the jugular. That's it. Yeah. You might not know me. You're going to know who the fuck I am when I'm done. And he was deep. That was a that was a bonding process, bro. Because after that, brother came home, had to rethink some shit, change some shit up, and and realize that you know brother's getting older now. I'm gonna make some shit work. 
but now I got to change my game. Yeah. I'm more like the Jordan coming yeah. back after he retired and realized he couldn't stop. So you, you put me in a retirement. I had to come back again. That kind of thing. Well, and and then and then when you did come back, I mean, you 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 won an elimination versus Adam, and then you went against Kahuta in an elimination. And I'll be honest, it looked like your weight was going to hinder you from winning that elimination against Kahuta, but you actually beat him to in the, the physical to part. The end. Yeah, you 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 beat him. You you were faster. Man, you, physically, you were, I crushed that man. And and the size yeah. did come in effect at the end though because I had to lean up to get to uh, my legs and to get them undone. And I ain't no bitch. I'm not bitching. But these motherfuckers said, you no, know, you see the video. It said, undo your feet and your hands with a fucking S. And I asked three times. So I thought we had to undo every fucking part of our body and hand, not just undo one and the other and you're done. So he understood it the way he did. I understood it the way I did. The fucking release cord. You see me pulling the fucking thing and it won't come off. And I panicked and uh, went yeah. out like a bitch. Yeah, you'd be, I mean, if it was just a race, straight up race there and back, like you, you, you won easily. It's just, you, I mean, as far as unlocking what you needed to unlock, and it's interesting for you to say, because I've never heard it like that, is you literally doing the crunch to, I, mean, I don't know, I think you were going for your hands first. I, the way you're making it sound, you went for hands. You didn't have to unlock your hands. You just need to unlock your feet. Um, but, uh, you know, ended up like you still had it, you know what I mean? Like you still had it. And like, for me, uh, you know, it, it came that time when I came back to the dirty 30 to see if I still had it too, you know? So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I went in a couple of elimination rounds and went against Johnny. I took him out in an endurance battle. I, I watched uh, everything, I sir. Yes. <laughs> so, that, yeah, that's a question we have yeah. from. Let me, let, let, I'm going to try to interweave some Twitter questions in here. Tiani okay. wants to know if you still watch the challenge. It sounds like you do. And then this is a loaded, th- this is the definition. If you Google loaded question, her follow up is if so, what do you hate about how it's evolved? <laughs> so she just assumes that you hate something about it. Nah, the way I'm, I'm old school, dog. I, there's, okay, there's cats that always hate on something. I'm not that guy. I find the good in everything out there, bro, from people to fucking projects. I find the good. And my whole thing is this. It had to evolve into something, and you had other shows that were so ignorant that we still have to compete with that are doing work. Once the flavor of loves and shit started coming out, oh, God, you had to get zany and fucking weird and, and all that bullshit. And our show did just that. Um, they cast it appropriately to people that they thought would help fill that void that they weren't getting from the show. And so I don't hate it. It ain't reality tv as i know reality tv but it's reality tv of today and it's it's on point with all the other bullshit that's out there and people always question the fact oh it's scripted they make you they don't make you do shit if, if a cast member is saying they made him do something then that motherfucker did some shit that he ain't proud of or she ain't proud of and the only way to pound off on that shit is say oh they made <laughs> us do this bitch you lying they make you do shit you did that shit you fucked up owned yeah. up as a fucking grown-up you that's said it, it. Oh yeah, I hate that. Yep, straight up. So you do you do still watch today? It sounds like you're you're finding the positives in it. You were just mentioning you had seen a couple of these eliminations. So I guess what so what are your thoughts on the show? You know, obviously you want to put a positive spin on it, but what are your thoughts on the people, the new formats, all the twists? I I mean I love it, dog. I'm I'm a a true fucking real world head, dog. I love that. I love reality TV. I watch everything. No, understand? I watch everything. Loving hip hop. That's my folks. All about that life. That shit is ratchet as fuck, but I'm all about that life. <laughs> Gotta watch it. I can't stop watching that shit. 
but literally I watch reality TV across the board. And don't forget, I still write shows too. So I've written several shows. And so I got to know what's current, what's high, what's going on out there. So, you know, the show is cool, man. It's, it's not the best anymore, but it's got its place. You know, it's, it's a strong six man. If it was basketball, they're coming off the bench and it's doing its thing. And that's all we can really expect after fucking since 1990 fucking one, the show's been going, bro. Yeah. And no. people can say Survivor was the first. No, motherfucker. We were the first fucking reality show to actually do that shit and to make that shit work and actually make a difference. Well, I'll be honest with you. It's so funny because I actually just recently started watching Survivor, uh, and it fills a different void for me. Like it's different from the challenge, you know. But it is a. Gr- I think it's a great show, really well produced, high production values. And to me, it's on CBS. The finales are huge. Then I go and I look at the people who like straight up won the show and their social media presence, and they don't hold a candle to the characters on the challenge and the real world, etc. I think it's because those are people that get brought back consistently and they have a presence. And anytime one of you guys is doing an after show, they're putting your Twitter handle on there. These guys go from their normal job on the Survivor. They come in with, they don't come in first. They barely win any money. And then they go back to their real lives. And like, I don't know that they necessarily bring any of that notoriety with them. It's interesting. I thought Survivor, man, this is this huge show on this pedestal. I'm looking at some of the followings of some of the cast members and I'm like, oh no, they went right back into real life. Bro, they got they got their niche though, and their niche is fucking moms and grandmas, and you gotta understand that it's on CBS, it's a network show. But I don't know anyone who watched that shit other than me. I ain't gonna lie, I watched all that shit. But I casted for that show a few seasons too. My man Aris from Santa Monica actually won the show. That's where I'm from, so it's like a big deal to get people like that on the show and have them actually win. But he's off doing fucking yoga in the mountains somewhere now. He's you know. <laughs> well, dude, you know, I got. Like I feel like I got a problem, dude, because it, th- these are such big shows, but I can't sit down and watch a full episode of Survivor or or Big Brother. They don't what have that drama element that brother? we have, though. They don't have that drama element that the challenge had. Like, our shit is real. Cats want to knock cats out. Cats want to literally <laughs> rip into your chest and pull your heart out. That's real shit. People think that shit is fake. I'm like, no, motherfucker. If you're a badass on the show, when you walk the streets, the streets going to call you out on being a badass. You go on fucking Survivor, they're like, oh, hey, bro, you got the fucking tiki torch, you're good. That's not like yeah. a show, dog. A show is totally different, and, bro. And, and, D, if you can't handle one episode of Big Brother, I don't know if you know this, but that shit's on like four times a week in the summer. Like, it, it's like an internship watching a— Banana's going on that shit, right? Well, that was the rumor, but then he – so the, the rumor was that because, you know, Big Brother is now um, – those guys are getting interwoven into the challenge. The rumor was that there's a talent exchange going on and that Bananas and, and uh, Mark Long was even getting his name thrown out there were possibly going to be on the celebrity edition of Big Brother. But then that came around and there was no Bananas to be found. So who knows if Bananas is going to do a full-on season or what, but that is, is a rumor. We, I've definitely heard the rumor. It has not been confirmed at all. Um, Another Johnny Bananas foiled again. Right. A, no, a it's PR fun. stunt by Johnny Bananas. We, well, no, it's funny because, you know, those types of things are, I mean, that's him, right? Like, he's smart enough to know that, hey, if I can't get on the show, next best thing is for people to think I'm going to be on the show. And then they just I talk like about it, it on podcasts <laughs> all the same, you know? I like it. Get it, Johnny. Well, for the, for the record, I... Someone sends me a spoiler thing because every now and then people would send me these spoilers and I'm just like, I don't even know how to respond to this because like, I can't even respond to it. And um, I saw a spoiler list and it had like like 10 different um, pos- like possible Big Brother. Uh, th- it was the spoiler list for who might be on Big Brother. Uh, and 
there was like 10 people from like the challenge in the real world and stuff that were like candidates, you know? Uh-huh. So, you know, what's, but you what's, know, that's what's bullshit real, because that's not how real, things, not. that's not how things work. Like, it's not like somebody walked into the casting room and pulled a list of maybes off the wall. Like those are a bunch of people that are inferring from this and that or hearing rumors and making a list, you know, like, so when you see a list of potential, this, you know, I doubt that that was like swiped off of a CBS executive's desk or something like that. And, and <laughs> you know, and, you know, we talk about on this show because we have to tread the line between like, look, if you're listening to Challenge Mania, you're probably a Challenge super fan. So a lot of those super fans do choose to go on the Reddits and go and read all the spoilers and find out who the cast is beforehand and find out what happened. But there's another part of the population, myself included, that likes to experience this stuff for the first time on TV and to be able to genuinely talk about it like through the lens of what was shown on TV and through the lens of finding out things in the timeline that everyone else in the world is finding out about it. So we choose not to cover spoilers on the show. We hear them. You know, anybody who sends us a question like, hey, did you hear so-and-so's going to be on the next challenge? You should talk about it. We're not going to talk about it on the podcast. We hear the rumblings. We know about the stuff. Yeah. It says we're not going to cover it. So if you send us a question with a spoiler, it's probably not going to get read. I'll look at it. You know, you could kind of know that I'm reading it. That's cool. But like, I'm not going to, because we don't want to do that. Once we cross that line, then we're a spoiler show. And you know, well, that's just, no, got it. No fun. I, I just think I, I think there's another element that that gets covered here that that makes the show more colorful and makes these characters more colorful and in depth. You know, I mean, when, once the show comes out, we break down the show when it comes out. You know what I mean? Yeah, and once they yeah. announce that cast, we'll break down the cast. Like once that thing is formally announced, we'll go through and we will do a nice little cast breakdown and whatnot. But what's the fun of doing it now when when we find out that the spoilers were wrong and then we just spent twenty minutes talking about so and so? You know what I mean? And then he's not even on it's the show. Gossip, sir. Dude, it's gossip. I don't do act like I haven't seen you, Internet. I've seen you guys just like licking your lips, waiting for your favorite cast member that we've talked about on this show. We want to know where he was. You guys thought he was gonna be on the next season. Now. No, he's not so come on dude your spoilers aren't even right so what if we spend a whole episode talking about that he's not even on the show anyway that's all i'll say i didn't name, I, hear that. I didn't name names though all right let me ask you this the it, godfather it, of fun on twitter and it's not mark long but uh the godfather of fun does want to know what the last time you did get a call from uh buna murray or mtv for the show was i've just recently in the last uh since cancun i'm in the middle of cancun raging out of my mind hosting spring break out there and um uh, I get a message on my uh, Facebook saying, uh, would I be open to going on and uh, if I'm ready and so forth. And I said, of course, I'm ready to go right now. Uh, been waiting for this moment, been training, getting my body back right, as right as I can get and drink as much vodka as I can drink. But I'm getting back right and um, I'm ready to go. Boom. Well, you know what? We have, so, a, we have a DJ air horn we played. It sounds like, bam, 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 bam. you've heard it, right? So <laughs> that right there is breaking news, folks. I don't know if you guys know that. I, don't, I bet you didn't hear. I did think that was going to be his answer. I, I feel like he asked that question, and you're going to be like, well, you know, it was like 2010 for Bloodlines. It was going to be me and my cousin. But you were like, nope, like two weeks ago, I was in Cancun. Yeah, it just I gave up. up the real. Sai gives up the real. He don't give a fuck. I love I understand it. understand two I things. Love it. I'm me because I'm me. And I'm putting it all out there. I put cats on blast. Only, only if it's the truth. And uh, I'm putting it out there. Like, it doesn't make a difference to me. And no one can say, oh, Cyrus lied about this or didn't. No. Motherfucking Cyrus said that shit. That shit fucking happened. Done. That's it. Boom. Yo, I'm sorry. I, w- I want to know about the Eminem video, dude. I want to know about you meeting Eminem. So, I want to know how all that happened. And give us, the, give us the scoop. So at the time, I'm chilling at the crib. And uh, I get a phone call. And they're like, it's Eminem. I'm like... I heard of this cat, but I really don't know how big he was going to be or what he's going to do. They're like, yo, we want you to be in this video. We got a little skit. We're going to do a real world. And what's the real world without you, Cyrus? I was like, 
yo, how much money are we making? <laughs> and like, cool, man, I got you, made a little contract, and fucking, and that was it. Got on the gig like that, man. I just got a phone call, bro. And the, the weird <laughs> thing about that, though, is that the, the way the timing worked on that, for that, it was perfectly set up between the challenge that I'd won, the first one I'd done, uh, the Extreme Challenge in 2000, and then I had a couple years break, did the Eminem video, it was video of the year in 2002, um, and then it kind of segued right into the uh, Inferno that I did in, uh, in Acapulco. So it was a great time for it to happen the way it happened, but the better thing about it is that at its height, that shit ran like 10 times an hour all over the fucking place. That, sh- that fucking song was large, and then when I heard what I was going to do in the video, he's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to have you knocking him out. You're going to be reading a book on how to, how to, I think the book that I'm reading on the couch, and he's behind the couch, says uh, how to make yourself happy or make yourself, a, or give yourself a better life, something like that. And I'm reading his book, and he's fucking with my head behind me. And so he does it twice, and I turn around real briskly like I'm about to do something. And the third one, I turn around and hit him with a right. Bow. Cheetos fly everywhere. And so <laughs> for, for that part of the scene, it was kind of dope, but I didn't want to actually hit the dude. They wanted me to really not look and just fucking swing. And I was like, nah, I'm not, I'm not going to knock out him and them like that. Like that wouldn't be a good look. And the only beef I have with the video is they spell my fucking name wrong. homie. When they spell no. all of our names on the fucking screen, this big ass producer spelled my fucking name wrong. I was so mad. They spelled it S I R I S. I think. Something oh my like God. Wait, in the video it's spelled wrong. What? In the video today, that shit still oh spelled wrong. Oh my God. That's so bittersweet. Oh no. Oh, I was heated. I was oh. heated, bro. You can tell, I mean, it's me. It's clearly Cyrus, but at the same yeah. point in time, the way they did that shit, dog, I was mad at... I you don't think, think they did Joseph it on purpose, Khan. right? You don't think they did it on purpose to, like, make a joke about how your name is spelled a little uh, differently than how some people spell Cyrus? Look, there's two ways to spell my name the way I see it, bro. I'm with out here in California. There's a lot of Persian right? people. Right. It, it, with a C, it's one of the first Persian kings. Right. With an S, it's one of the first African kings. And right. I'm Zulu, Masaka Sai warrior. So clearly, I'm closer to African, dog. My name is an S. Cyrus, yeah. okay? <laughs> They yeah. did me dirty on wow. that one. Maybe they had Sirius Satellite Radio on the mind or something like wow. that. Wow. Oh, you know? I'm, ugh, God, that stinks. Ooh. Hey, do, do you remember Do you remember the line, the, the, the line where they – does he actually say Cyrus in the music video or is it like the real nah. world would be so empty without me? How does it go? How does it go? Come on, wait, wait, wait! Did you just try and bust a lyric on me, sir? Yes, he did, yes, dude. Yes. You gotta remember, did Derek. Did the song go? Derek loves oh, Eminem. Where they include the real world. This looks like a job for me. Whatever, everybody. I don't know the whole fucking song, but it feels so empty without me. I think you're right. talking about the challenges. Feels so empty without me. Photoshoppers. Our our listeners are great photoshoppers. If someone can put D into that music video, I think really that's what that's what he wants. I think he, he feels no, like if I don't want to be this, in the music. I don't want to be in the music video. Why don't you make you Eminem? We want to pull up the clip and we can retweet that shit all day long. I don't want to be in the video, dude. I'm happy that Cyrus is in the video. I just want to know what what the what the lyrics were that Eminem used to put the real world. Into the music video because I think it was, it was Cyrus, more of a visual thing. It was Julie. It was, more of a visual. Nah, it, was uh, it was Julie Puck and me. You, Julie, and Puck. Okay. Yeah. Dude, that's that, that's a crazy. How about this? The but, photoshoppers uh, out there, maybe they can go in and correct the way your name is spelled. How about that? That's your mission. That's your mission, photoshoppers. <laughs> you can make Cyrus's day if you get him a shot from that video with his name spelled no, correctly. No, now, set, now I'm around a lot. Send of the video. No, send too. the clip. A bunch of those I've been around too. Like Lil Kim had a song called Cyrus. She, they called me for that, but it never, it never transpired. This is back when she was hot too. 
we we need to get that clip, okay? And it needs to be retweeted like like a thousand times. You know our That's audience by the time you know our audience by the time this we'll, we'll wake up tomorrow morning and that that because I'm gonna post this at night. That video will be on our twitters by the time we wake up tomorrow. Um, I, I can't wait. It right. needs to be there. Okay, Amanda. Amanda has a nice uh, question for you that'll probably open up some stories. What was your favorite challenge memory? So limited, obviously not including the real world Boston. What was your favorite challenge memory, Cy? I mean, clearly the final that I won. We had to push a Toyota Celica, which at first we had to push a, a Toyota Forerunner in the Mojave Desert, like a mile, mile and a half in sand, bro, against road rules, of course. And we get there, we finish the pushing, and then we have to do the second part of it. We had to put someone in the car, and everyone had had to have one hand on the car, pushing it another mile in the sand. And uh, winning that moment and being able to give my mother a, a brand new car was uh, was definitely one of the defining moments of uh, my challenge career. Hold on, real world beat road rules? Is that what you're saying? Crushed you're gonna have to you. set this ran, up, dude. We ran through the, you guys like X Flags. Give me the year. Give me the year. And what was the challenge called? And was this? The, was this the the year uh, where you were on CT's team and Coral had the spider bite? Was, was bro, or were those bro? This challenges? is way before all that <laughs> shit. This is way before all that shit, dog. This is it. it I think this is in actually 2000. Fool. Okay, we is this the my, first challenge ever? Well, the, the challenges were created from my show. I don't know if you guys know that or remember that. But when we were filming Real World Boston, we were in uh, our our trip was to Puerto Rico, and we go down to Puerto Rico, and the real world is doing island hopping or the road rules is doing island hopping and they happen to be on the same island. And we get a letter saying, um, strap up and get ready. We're going to be in the rainforest, have your gear ready and be ready to compete. We're like, okay, what the fuck? I'm looking around. I'm like, these fools can't hold a candle to me. Like my cast, I'll crush these fools. Sean is good. It's dope and all my boy, Sean, the Congressman is dope and all, but I'm crushing him. Whatever we do, just clowning like Cyrus would do at that age. And so we get there and it's fucking road rules in the middle of the goddamn jungle. I'm like, what's up, dog? I had a couple little cute girls and shit. I was like, ooh, she could get it for sure. A couple of them could have gotten it, but uh, we end up competing with them in the jungle, and that, that's what spawned all the challenges wow. right there. Wow. I don't think people remember. I'm sure there's somebody out there who's like, how did you guys forget? But I, like, I, don't, I did not remember that. Wow. How, how did I have yeah. someone who was on wait, the wait, season? Wait, wait. I got a classic move, sir. I tried to jump from one platform to the other platform and blew my fucking shin wide open, blood squirting out like two feet, and still got back up on the goddamn thing and jumped again and made it. Wow, that's that was the opening challenge. <laughs> okay, so the challenge 2000, because we just did a trivia challenge starting from the very first challenge ever, and it went down to the, the, the 30th one, and no one had a clue how it all began. And I still, until now, didn't know if that was the first challenge or not. So the first challenge was called the challenge 2000? No, 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 no. No, you're getting confused. I, no, 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 no. On my show, The Real World, in 19-fucking-97, we ended up competing against road rules in the jungle of Puerto Rico, the rainforest. On The Real World. So that was the first challenge, real world versus road rules? No. It wasn't a full season. It was like a segment on their show, and that's probably what spawned the idea to then do the first season of the the show, the challenge, Real World Road Rules Challenge. And the one that he won was Real World Road Rules Challenge 2000, right? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Got it. Yes. So I I won the Extreme Challenge in 2000. Okay, so the first challenge was the Extreme Challenge. No. That's the the one. first challenge I did. Yeah. That's the one he won. The first challenge was years before that. The first challenge was the Real World Road Rules Challenge. 
And then the one a few years later that Cy won was the Extreme Challenge in 2000. But the entire idea was spawned when, as a real-world cast, they went to visit Puerto Rico, bumped into the Road Rules cast, and had to do a little bit of mini-challenge, and that's where Cy fucked up his leg. Yes. Blood gushing everywhere. I heard that part. Yeah. Well, that's interesting, though, because that is a really I mean, like, because people might remember you look, you can Google the first season of the show. But to know that it really kind of appeared, you know what I mean? Like, you know, when there's a spinoff show when you're, you know, you're, you're, you ever do a trivia night and they're like, oh, this show actually started as, you know, this person was a character, on, you know, how Frazier was a character on Cheers. And then he gets his own show. It's interesting to hear that that was a segment on a real world season because I did not remember that at all. Like, that's deep trivia right there. Wow. Yeah, that's that's the real. You mentioned, Sean, we had a lot of people ask how you, uh, if you still talk to your whole real world cast, but everyone wants to know about Sean Duffy, including Lori, because obviously he's a representative now. So do you still t- stay in touch with Sean or any of the other cats from uh, Boston? I'm a real dude, man. Sean's my boy. Always has been, always will be. Forget about the political affiliations and how we feel about that. I love him. He loves me. That's my dog. Um, hey, he actually met his wife with me. So that's another great story. We're at yeah. a party at Jacinda's house in it, Brentwood, and um, he was scared to go say hello to her. He was doing a challenge out here in L.A. He was scared to say hello to her. And um, I'm like, dude, you got to get over there. You got to get up in there, dog. If you want that, go, go make it work. Sean, being his corny ass, Wisconsin ass, kind of didn't go over there, so Cy had to go over there first. And uh, then he came to offer, and she, I was good friends with Rachel anyways, and so they kind of hit it off after that. And, so uh, that they was weren't... How- they weren't on the same season. They were so doing for, a for the record, anyone that doesn't. They were doing a challenge together in LA, but he couldn't. He didn't have the verbal milk to actually get up there and talk to her. And they were not on the same season. They met on the challenge. Yeah, she was on. She was on season two or three. Yeah, she was San Francisco. Francisco. She was with Paul. Yeah. yeah. And now they have eight wow. kids or something together. Did you, when you were, you know, filming the real world with Sean, um, how did, you know, uh, I mean, obviously nobody has the foresight to predict somebody's life 20 years down the line, but like, did you see this path in his future? Well, his family, man, they've all been like, you know, some politicians like, like his, in the city he lives in, in Hayward, they're like, I think if I'm not mistaken, they're like the district attorney, the sheriff, right. uh, big lawyers. They're all like affiliated in something in the upper echelon of that part of their society over there where they kind of, you know, they run the government. It's I guess, crazy sort of to think that someone with that lineage would take the risk of going on a show like The Real World because you're literally putting all of it out there on national television. If you mess up or you say the wrong thing or whatever, it's not something somebody has to dig up from their old files. Like, that stuff was on MTV. Millions of people watched it. Somebody with political aspirations, I would argue probably the worst decision you could make is... Uh, what are you talking about? We got Trump in office, sir. Well... <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of shit to dig up on him. I got dirt on Mr. Duffy, too, now. I got some dirt. I mean, All I don't right. agree with everything that comes on TV, though, but there was moments where they made well, it look like sp- I was the only one doing dirt, and he wasn't doing dirt. Let's spill it here. Challenge Mania. So, get the tea. Let's well, see. Well, <laughs> let the uh, stew. Let, let, me, let, me play, let me play devil's advocate on the dirt here real quick. Yo, I, got the, I got the luxury of meeting the guy uh, um, a few years ago at DM's uh, Ovarian Cancer Caucus. And it was actually uh, Republicans and Democrats came together um, to to form this caucus. And I guess I think it's September is supposed to be viewed as um, ovarian cancer month. I can't remember, you know, 
forgive me for screwing this up for people that do know, but um, they were just the nicest people. Him and Rachel, uh, they they ended up giving us like a tour of uh, the Capitol building, like five days. I was supposed after to be the there. Puck was there? But, yeah. Oh yeah. And Puck was there, and yeah. um, and Laurel was there, and um, oh shit, dude, Puck wouldn't, dude, Puck would, wouldn't stop hitting me up, dude. After that, like he. He just hit me up and I was like working in the oil field like graveyard tip and he would just hit me up in the middle of the night 3 a.m. 4 a.m. dude <laughs> you know what I mean like <laughs> sending me like r- random like pictures you know what I mean and that's so Puck uh, it was uh, him Puck Norman or uh, Laurel Puck Norman and uh, Rachel but they ended up taking us to where like the Pope was like five five days prior it was like the Pope's first time visiting uh, the, the, the U.S. and Nice. Uh, I don't for me it was like a big deal because I'm Catholic you know what I mean so for her to take us there for Rachel to take us there and give us a tour of the Capitol building was like amazing to me and she was like yeah anytime you guys want to come back and get another tour so like I'm hoping to bring my son there at some point so maybe I don't know man if you're making a trip to DC or you want to see him again maybe we can kind of turn this into like uh you know what I mean like a quick gathering in DC dude if you're if you're gonna be in the area because it's like four hours from here you know I mean I'll just drive I'll take my little dude down or whatever you know Oh, okay. all right. So clearly, yeah, yeah. clearly, we don't want to spill any stew. Then, if you're still trying to leverage a tour to uh, the good old Capitol yeah, building, yo, that's now. my boy. It happened. I ain't got no qualms with that. He knows what's up. Um, like, we still kick it. He comes to LA. We kick it all the time, dog. It ain't like we don't no, hang that, out. That's cool. Yeah, I, I think I think it's awesome. The, some of the success stories you hear from the show and some of the paths that people go down that are completely different from the ones that sometimes naturally get started from having a reality TV persona. However, as you said, Cyrus, in 2018, with the current president we have, it sounds ridiculous to make that claim, you know, to say like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's, we're in a completely different world now. Just, you know, rewind five years ago. If I was to say, yeah, well, most people don't go on reality shows and become uh, politicians. Now I actually sound stupid saying that. So thank you for <laughs> correcting me. Um, let's do a couple rapid fire and then we'll let you go because we're running a little long here. Nobody okay. asked this question. But I want to ask this question because now that I know that you are right back on the docket to go on a challenge and you did mention that you're a reality TV junkie, you're watching all the content, who from the new breed of cats that you haven't interacted with yet or maybe you have but just not on camera, do you respect their game, any of them you don't like their game, and who do you think you would maybe uh, jive with out there or maybe not so much? Maybe throw a couple potential grenades or vendettas out there if you catch my drift. (laughs) Well, Corey's my dog, man. Corey's definitely my dog up front and center. That's always my dog. And I don't always like to buy into the things we see on the show because I know there's real life that goes on after that sometimes. But, like, when your girl Camila went nuts on my man Leroy, man, she's lucky I'm not a girl because I would have went off on me. But, you know, like, from a show perspective, I try to give her the benefit of the doubt. But it's like I would have issues with her for sure because that's what, two things I don't tolerate. The racial issues, dog, you got some racial drama, don't bring that shit toward me because I'll go to jail for that one. Quick. I have no problems with that. Cats want to get like that? We got a problem. Boy or girl, I don't care. You, you woman enough to, 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 to bring up some bullshit, then we're going to make some shit happen after that. I don't care where you are, what you're doing. I'm about that life. And so anytime things get racial you know, on the show, and someone brought up the thing about Puck spitting before, too, they don't realize that when Puck got into it with Dave at the Battle of the Sexes, that Dave was wrong, so wrong, because he's calling Puck the N-word in front of all of us and the cameras there wow. 
when, wow. when that fool, he, he, Puck spit on him because Puck didn't know what to do. But the drama came from when he was bringing up stuff from home. Like, we lived together, homie, the same city down the street from each other. You can't just be telling people how my real life is with my, my wife or whatever that is, is what he had going on. And Dave was putting that shit out there. So Puck was so frustrated, he didn't want to hit him, so he spit on it. My, my qualms with the game is that when it's real life stuff and we got to go home and live together, you better not have no drama. But the show kind of pushes you in, in corners sometimes and you got to respond to whatever's happening. So for me, as far as all these new heads from all these other shows, they don't know me. I don't know them like that. But when I come back, I know the Cyrus now has to be a little more into getting into that drama. It comes up. I'm not running from it no more. I just didn't want it before because my life was too good. I'm like, yo, life is fucking phenomenal. Why would I have beef with someone on a fucking television show? It's a television show. What am I beefing about? That was always my take on it. I live the best life in the fucking world. I'm going to rage. There's girls everywhere. There's alcohol everywhere. I want to have a good time. That was my whole take in my mind. Now it's more like I got to get a little more serious and bogged down. And, and if the drama's there, why not confront it head up and get up in there? And so I think with these new characters, they're all about that fucking drama like that. And so when Cyrus comes back, somebody might get punched in the fucking throat. I'm going to do what I got to do <laughs> to stay in the game and to do it that way. They try to make me morph into something else, and I'll just be that. D, what do you think about that? You just came back for the first time in a while, and uh, somebody started some stuff with you on Dirty 30, but you, uh, you held true and you uh, stayed on the show, and Mr. Nelson went home trying to uh, kind of egg you into a physical altercation. Sounds like Cyrus wouldn't do him the same courtesy. What do you think of his uh, way of coming back into the fold? <sighs> it's a difficult <laughs> thing, man. I know it is. You've know, grown up now, but somebody pushes you, dog. I mean, me right now, Cyrus? I don't know if I could take a punch to my fucking face. Like that, when I'm not expecting it. So I'm going to take off first. Uh, it wasn't a punch. It was a I know mock. it wasn't a punch. And it, it Derek, I know you, bro. You know, I was offended by that. I was offended by that. I like Nelson. That's my dog. But I was offended by that dog. I was like, what in the fuck is going on here? So I know you felt it. I know your blood was boiling. I mean, I know you. You were ready to go. Uh, but you got a new life now. Oh, God. I, well... Here's the thing. Am I going to fight the guy and get kicked off the show? I didn't, look, what am I supposed to do? Plow through like the four girls that were uh, that got in front of me, the two security guards oh, that I, got I in front you. of me, I hear and you, dog. knock them out to get to him. When, um, yeah, you know, like I, if he didn't get kicked off the show, I would have felt like I would have lost. You know, yeah. but because he, because because you can't just do that to someone. And like where I come from, like I would have whooped your ass. Exactly. I, I, like, and if if he if he hadn't been so nice to me the last time I seen him, you know, I, I probably would still have some sort of a like I'm still gonna whoop your ass when I see you. I'm still gonna whoop your ass in the dirt. I'm not gonna see. I'm yeah. not gonna whoop your ass in, in public because it's not like that. And it's not like that. Um, I mean, I used to be like that. Like I will fucking whoop your ass when I see you. But, Trust me, um, I know. <laughs> you know, but it's not. It's 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 not this it's not the same anymore. Um, like I'd rather I'd rather find a way to do it in the dirt on the show if mm -hmm. that were to come up. So like if he wouldn't if I, I, like my manhood was hurt um, if he hadn't got, yeah. gotten kicked off the show. But I felt like I had won uh, because he was gone. You know what I mean? And so, I stood my yeah, ground. Man. I, did what I don't know right. if I could do that now. That was me before the Cyrus. Right. Now it, I don't know if I can do that shit, dog. Like, I really don't know if I could do that. For me, he's at least getting the same shove in the fucking face. It just, I mean, 
it happened the way it happened. Um, Dude, you came in second. You came in second on the show, so (laughs) I think you would trade that for you know uh, whatever you're gonna muff them back or whatever you called it. You know what I'm saying? Like I think you you came out on top. I mean, maybe if you came in sixth, maybe you look at it, you're like, man, I wish I would have taken Nelson down with me. But you came in second on the show, so and your first time back in seven years. Straight up, I was proud of you, dog. I was like, he did what I couldn't do. And you came in second place. I mean, you did your thing. And you got a t- you got a kid now, dog. So I think the mentality has to shift upstairs. It's got to. Yeah. I don't know. I well, got no kids. Knock it, on wood. Well, it's, it, it's okay because the, the, the brawl that I needed happened on Vendettas when I came in as an assassin. Yeah. So to prove my manhood, to prove, you know, who I am, to prove to the to prove the, that I'm still the terror that they should possibly be afraid of, you know, is, is sort of the spectacle that the show wanted, I feel came, you know, on Vendetta. So, um, you know, you know, I, it, it's, a, it's such a tricky game to play because I see what you're saying. You have to, um, in, in order to, to continue to be casted or brought back on these shows, you almost have to, there has to be a spectacle about you. There has to be I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna. There's got to um, be that reality I'm, aspect that shows that I'm, you're I'm real. gonna. I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna. You know. I'm gonna lie. I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna steal. You know what I mean? If you yeah. don't. If you don't have that. If you don't still have that. Um, that edge. You know. Then it's. You know. So. Uh, you know. So you're telling me when I come back on the show? You're telling me when I come back on the show, the first thing I should do is hit somebody. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, hit Nelson. <laughs> hit Nelson. Show up. That's my boy, dog. Nelson's my dog, man. We actually kick it at the house now. He's from Inglewood, dog, right down the way. Uh, he's a right, short, my, He was weak kid about it because uh, they obviously had that moment on Dirty 30, but as D mentioned, he was a very nice fellow when they ran into each other recently. So Yeah, he's a good uh, dude. Yeah. He's a good dude. Yeah, yeah. But when the cameras yeah. turn on, he he got he got to control himself a little better. He can't be Hey, hey. When that vodka turns on, we got when that blue <laughs> when that blue vodka is coming into play. That tequila, that tequila, make it kill ya. And for the record, it was Jameson. It wasn't vodka. It was the Jameson. Oh, Jameson. He actually, hey. he, yeah. I bought I Man. bought a bottle, then he bought a bottle. <laughs> That's pretty dope. Did you guys finish that bottle? Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. I mean, pro- probably, okay. maybe you know. Um, I don't know. You know how we do. Uh. Definitely. It's a good time no, to bring up our sponsor um, do, for the episode, Jameson Whiskey. But no, I'm just kidding. Oh, that would have been dope. I was like, I need my bottle now. That'd have been good, right? <laughs> Although they probably they probably would be like, hey, they, they wouldn't have called and been like, hey, we want to sponsor Challenge Mania. If you could just make it sound like when you drink Jameson, you get into fights with your friends, that'd be perfect. And just remind well, people it's twenty nine ninety nine about. Thanks, that'd be great. That'd now, be, uh, now you know the way I work. I'm a damn show. Get in contact with Jameson when we hang the fucking phone up. There you and go. See if I can pull some shit off. Yeah, no, I need to know. I want to know, Cyrus, dude, what are you doing? What happened at spring break? What's your company's, like, plug something here? I know you're still doing it. That's that's the point here. Like, you are you are still Cyrus from MTV. Like, you are still doing it. We you're went gonna be in, in New York. Dude, you're going to be, be in New York, York on the second. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to line up with some other stuff right now out there, too. Can't wait to see you, dog. That's going to be fun. You know, back yeah. to where it all began. We're going to go turn up a little bit in NY. But uh, spring break, man, you should come with me next year, dog. Uh, get out there, put you in a dope little suite on the beach. Um, beautiful water, beautiful girls, beautiful Jameson everywhere. And uh, we can go turn up. I was supposed to be there for the month, but when I got that call, I had to come home and start the training again, dog, so I couldn't fucking stay there. I could be in paradise right now as we speak, but I just left to come back to the crib to start getting ready for this challenge if I'm going on. 
Look at that. Look at the foresight there. Look at the foresight. Yeah, so, so for all you guys listening, because we know that the challenge folks listen to this show, you, uh, you can't just have a dude come back from spring break early, start training, and then not put him on. So uh, just to let yeah. you know, you have that all those memories that were lost uh, by, giving, uh, by giving Cyrus a little bit of hope here. He's in the gym. He's ready. He's coming for the Tonys and the Corys and the Devons and the new breed. Uh, that's a lot of restraint. Coming back early from spring break, I feel like they called Big Easy, and he was like, no, nah, I'm going to stay. I'm a stay, but uh, thanks well, for the call. Well, he had to stay, though. I got all this other stuff that I do, too, dog. They got to understand. I'm doing 20 things at once. My revenue is coming from all over the place, so I have to keep it all in one. And I got some big things happening right now at the crib, man, from the CBD business to hopefully a new club I'm trying to open up right now, my own. It'll be called Size, too. So be on the lookout for that joint. And they can so check me out. Crushing it. Yeah. Got but it can going, people but keep yeah, up man. to date with all your stuff? What do you mean CBD? Like you're going to open up like a, a you know marijuana CBD dispensary? Is, right? I already have it, the grow houses I'm working with, so I do that already. But I'm going to the next mm-hmm. level. I want to have some some old man Ben Gay CBD cream, homie. <laughs> you got to do it. I so like that. There's all kind of oils I'm dealing yeah. with. I'm also dealing with some um, some like uh, the cover up stuff for like at the beach, CBD suntan oil, um, and then always dealing with that Kush. I'm puffing on some nice Kush right now, walking the street, kind of through the neighborhood right now, letting them know how I get down now. Got to calm my nerves before I, I got ball coming up here in about 30 minutes. So I'm about to go hoop at the beach and work on my tan. So I got to get right for that. I love I love when somebody says, you know, I got a lot of things going on. But you literally in just like a sentence and a half, you just walked us through your businesses, your, your future projects, what you're doing in this moment. You're literally I mean, you do have a ton going on. And we love that. That's that's amazing, dude. I'm trying, dog. They let me do anything. I have a slight voice. I'm going to be heard always, and I'm always on the grind. And there's other stuff, too. There's the clothing stuff that I still do, the jewelry stuff that I still do. It's just a matter of putting – it's a damn chess, dog, basically. You got all these fucking pawns. Everyone's in the game. They're all playing. No one's dumped out yet. So I'm just going to keep going, going, building, building. Well, and creating more of a brand for myself. It's awesome that you're going to be at the Challenge Throwdown on June 2nd here in New York because, you know, uh, our man, the Grunt Guy, is putting together a nice roster of people that you guys will meet that weekend here in New York City. Cyrus, obviously, is an old-school vet who you might see back on the show soon, but just the energy you bring to that group, uh, I think, is awesome that you're going to be coming now for that. And you know, Cy, I don't know if you know this, we're doing a Challenge Mania Live from Caroline's Comedy Club during the middle of that day. You uh, have an open invitation to obviously come hang with us down there as well, dude. Oh, wait, wait. You mean, you, is that near where we're going to be? So, I mean, there's, mean stuff, the phone? there's stuff. No, no, we're doing like, we're doing a live stage show uh, at, right Carol- at Caroline's Comedy Club on the, on the Saturday of the Throwdown events. There's stuff in the morning. There's stuff at night that's the Throwdown stuff. And then Challenge Mania Live is from 2 to 4 at Caroline's Comedy Club. We're o- I mean, we're almost sold out. We sold out of our meet and greet packages already. But it's going to be me and D. We're bringing on like three guests. And uh, door is open. We're not trying to pressure too many of you guys, but we want to make sure you know you're invited. Man, I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> point blank. I'll be there. I might even be able to bring on a, a, a yes. sponsor for you. Oh, ooh, definitely know. let us know about that. Um, but, dude, you, I don't know if you've heard of Caroline's before, but it's like one of the premier joints here in New York City, uh, right yes. on Broadway, 49th at Broadway. It's like, I mean, it's a legendary comedy club. So I've heard of it, yes. Yeah. I've definitely heard of it. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, dude. You've that, heard of it? Of course. It's Caroline's, Come bro. Come on, dog. We're going in like that, D. You know I'm a club guy. What are you talking about, fool? Yeah, I love it. Oh, I we love got it. the ghetto bird flying um, over over here now. Hey, go stop by and 
see if Nelson wants to hoop. Um, I'll be calling Corey on the way. It's not too far from Corey's house, so. I don't think Nelson. See. I think Nelson won't won't be answering calls for a while. He's got guitar lessons. That's what I meant. You know, he's got guitar lessons from four to five. That's what I meant, yeah, dude. Nah. Sure. Well, check this out. Your boy Corey thinks he can give me buckets, Derek. What do you think? On the I basketball think he court. Can, I think he could play. It just depends on. I, you think he I, can I fuck with me? Johnny Banana to say he's got uh, one ACL about 50 million times. So Yeah, but you uh, think he can fuck with me on the basketball court? You really think he can fuck with me? I heard that D got dunked on by Jaleel no, White. Just, True or false? True or false? He's good, man. D ain't getting dunked on. Uh, you better watch your accuser with no. D around, though. <laughs> <laughs> you are not. No one is dunking on Derek, ever. True or false? Jaleel uh, White dunked on you and said, did I do that? True or false? What? Dude, it, first of all, uh, Jaleel, Jaleel White does not look like Steve Urkel, he looks like Stefan Urkel. Right. He, 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 yes, he yoked yes, up yes. right now. That boy's in shape. So it wouldn't he, be he, embarrassing to get dunked on him, is like, what you're saying. I'll play with him too. No, I'd be embarrassed. Dunk. Fuck. Yeah, what, wait, wait, wait. I think he might he be able dunk. to, dog. I think he might be able to, bro. He might. Listen, if he puts on the Steve Urkel outfit, I will let him dunk on me. <laughs> That's going to be a Make tight fitting fit for him, sir. I don't know. That fool's out here, though. He's everywhere all, the, all over the place. Charity. That would be classic. At that gym. At that gym where me, you, and Mark Long were on the same team. Uh, yeah, I invited Mark over to do cryotherapy, and uh, he didn't come through. Another one of my new ventures, I might be in the cryo business. Have no, you done cryotherapy yet? I have no idea what that is. Well, cryotherapy, freeze no. you to fuck Sounds up. like something at Natalie. They get you in this chamber, and they fucking freeze you at some crazy degrees for like three minutes. It's supposed to help all your joints and muscles and all that bullshit. Uh, it's like the fountain of youth. Yeah, you know, you know why, you know why Mark didn't show up because why? he's already doing that shit. He's already doing that shit and doesn't want anyone to know. <laughs> it is what it is. All, all y'all doing some kind of shit that I need to know about. Hook me up, D. How do I get right? What do I need? Outside of Jameson. An impact. Oh, you need to go to the impact.com uh, slash mania and get an impact. Emily Schramm's giving yep. 15% off to challenge mania fans. And you put some weights in yep. that side, do some uh, some CrossFit, some rock climbing. You'll be good. You'll be looking like Corey in no time, man. Yeah, please. Corey's a fucking <laughs> chiseled Greek guy. I know, that right? Was that, spring, that fool was that spring break. Couldn't wait to take his shirt off. <laughs> he wore a shirt? That's surprising. I'm Flex shocked he wore a shirt. pectoral region. <laughs> he had a good time, though. I showed him a blast out there. Yeah, yeah. Shouts to Corey, the yeah, star of the new uh, X on the Beach. Yeah, he's gonna kill that. And um, when he when he got the call for the the, the little clip they released on that, I was with him. That fool was pumped. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's got his own. They pretty much modeled the show around him. They're like, how can we get Corey on a show where he lasts longer than eight weeks? I don't know. Make it about having an ex girlfriend. Oh, Boom. You are the worst. Done. You are the worst. <laughs> Look at you guys throwing uppercuts, jabs out of nowhere. Look at you. <laughs> When are you going on the challenge, sir? No, uh -oh. me or D? Yeah, you. Uh, nah, I'm a, I think you know what it is. I, 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 you know, it's funny. How would you do on a challenge, Scott? You know what? Exactly. I, I think I would. You know what it is? You know what it is? I do practice kicking soccer balls lit on fire in my backyard. So that's the only reason I would do well in that challenge. But, dude, I'd probably be out like episode one or two because, you know, I'm a loud mouth. So, like, I would I would do my best, I think, to play like a nice low-key political game. But, like, they'd be putting me on a chopping block right away. And then I'd probably have some jitters. You know what I mean? I'd be like, oh, my God, that's TJ Lavin. This is great. Oh, my God. I'm, I hope he says you killed it. I hope he says you killed it. And then I'd be like, and then I'd be like, uh, this ends your time in uh in <laughs> this ends your time here in Alaska or wherever the fuck we are. But no, I mean, dude, I'm, I mean, dude, you guys are, you, you guys are legends. I can't compete. So you're saying you do it though, right? 
I would have. Of course I would do it. I do. No, I've never told this story on the show. I would have. Would now. You get a call now. I get a call now. We're doing the challenge together. Oh, of course. Absolutely. Okay, I mean, it's, it's not going to happen, but, uh, yeah, it's funny. I actually oh, – Scott. I, yeah, what's up? How, 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 Scott, they call you on a challenge right now. How soon are you going home? How soon am I going <laughs> home on the, on, the, on the challenge? Yeah. Um, I think, you know what I mean? I, you know, I think there's a, ch- I'm not going to be like this, you know, hubris wearing dude who's like, dude, I'm gonna make the final first one out. I might go home first or second elimination. I might, you know what I mean? Because they're going to be, they're going to be, ju- they're going to be gunning for me. And I might have those jitters. I might know, man, I got the challenge maniacs out there to live up to the hype right now. But if you win, you have a brand new brand created for the challenge mania. I mean, look, if they were smart, they would do like a challenge season where it's like, instead of bloodlines, it's like business partners. So it's like Jordan and the dude who makes those dope jackets with him. And it's Derek and his podcast partner, Scott. And it's Johnny Bananas and his makeup artist. You know, and it's like all these people. And, you know, and it's, and it's Corey and head of development at MTV. And it's, you know what I mean? It's Cyrus and, it, you know, the dude who runs the ball league with. You know, it's, that would be a cool season because then... Because everybody's you ready stop to give go. Them ideas, dog. Don't be giving them ideas like that, bro. Do we give them ideas write, every week let's on this write show? The, let's write the shows up, the ideas you have. Let's write them up and create a show first, and then present that shit to them. That's the way you do it. That way, you got the idea locked in already. We can get some money. So you got to you got to get over just giving up free shit, fellas. What we do Cyrus is talent, is a- money. The Challenge Mania shop is open. Head over to challengemania.shop today for the best way to support the podcast while looking good doing it. New designs and items added every few weeks. Maniacs, time to mobilize. Check out challengemania.shop today. All right, everybody. That was the man, Cyrus Yarbrough, living up to the hype. I thought that was a a really fun interview. What do you think? Always good catching up with him. Uh, So glad that, you know, we can you know, catch up like this on a platform where they can say whatever they want, however they want. And it's kind of what he did. So, uh, I love these people coming on being themselves. Uh, I appreciate everyone listening. And, uh, May 19th, uh, we're going to be in Yorkville, Illinois. Come see us, me, Jordan, Ashley, Nicole, Darrell, and, uh, two surprise guests. So check that out at challenge backslash events. Uh, you know, I'm trying to keep this, uh, this this outro kind of quick because we're always so long on the intros i feel like we're long on the intros and people feel like they have to listen to those but if you're not hip to the fact by now that if you don't like the outro you can just turn it off when we say goodbye to our guests like cyrus and i don't have sympathy for you so the people listening <laughs> to this right now are listening because they want more d they want more challenge mania and they can get even more than that if they go to our patreon at challengemaniapodcast.com we got some patrons who want to thank d so Nikki Johnson, Rebecca Hennigus Knobloch, Michael Marlowe, who I mentioned before, going above and beyond. Also, shouts to Derek Hutek, Monica Stoffel, Glenda Davis. She's one of our longtime listeners. Shouts to Glenda, Rachel uh, Cravello, Mary Pribble, Mark Reed, uh, Kelly Nyes, who, as we know, is one half of the first couple of Challenge Mania. Uh, shouts to her and Dan. <laughs> Sarah Danielle, Valerie Davis, Caitlin Rocks, you do rock. Thank you so much. And Grace Jonas, I don't know if she's related to the Jonas Brothers, but thank you, Grace. You are one of our saving graces over at the Patreon. Um, It's you guys who are keeping these podcasts for free on iTunes, but it's also you guys who are enjoying our bonus content, like an episode we're going to throw up tonight with D&I breaking down vendettas. So if you are looking for more episode by episode 
We've been having fun doing them. If you're having fun, enjoying them, please let your friends know as well. And for now, until April 1st, you can get everything we've posted so far, even if you only pledge a dollar. Starting April 1st, that's going to be $15 and above. So we are learning as we go with the Patreon folks. So if you have ideas for how we can improve it or other rewards we can offer or stuff that would motivate you guys or interest you guys, please just let us know. Keep letting us know on Twitter, hashtag challenge accepted. You know, it's at Derek MTV, at Shot of Jaeger, and at Cyrus MTV. Um, yeah, D, what else you got for our people? I mean, uh, yeah, so yeah, that extra stuff. I, I really like the breakdown, the episode breakdown. I feel like I'm able to kind of give a little bit more insight, a little bit more uh, game strategy, a little bit more interpersonal uh, with the characters. I don't want to say everything that's on my mind you know, as, as blunt as I would be to, you know, as many people as that are listening, but to the, you know, it's a small amount. They want that little extra. It's an easier um, sell. It's an easier sell for me to be like, (laughs) D I can leave it in, man. It's only for the patrons. Come on D it's only for the patrons. Let me leave it in, you know? So, um, but we do have a little bit of fun over there. Another thing we're going to be doing over at the Patreon for the bonus content is we get a lot of people who want to know how they can be on challenge mania. We get a lot of people who pitch us their ideas. Hey, I wrote this great things about, or this great thing about how, you know, challenge characters are like game of Thrones or, Hey, I wrote this really great thing that breaks down the next season or, Hey, I've been a fan for 30 years or, Hey, this or that we're going to be doing uh, contests where you guys we're going to pick one uh, listener a month from the patron pool that we'll do a little short interview with that'll go up on the patreon you can actually be on our show there are rewards tiers in there where you can actually be on the show with a guest that's uh, a little bit further down the line but really cool ways you can be involved in the show we're going to do interactive ask d anythings where instead of just sending me the questions and i ask d we'll actually bring you on to ask the question uh, on the show and you can go back and forth with us a little bit there so lots of fun stuff going on over at the Patreon, and that's what we wanted to do by bringing this into the fold. We don't want you guys to feel pressured at all. It's 100% voluntary. So if you like your Challenge Mania the way you get it now, twice a week, iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, sit back, relax, and enjoy it. Just know that you're enjoying it partially because our patrons are so nice, so giving, so generous, and so supportive. So thank you guys so much for that, and we try to reward you by bringing you guys quality bonus content. If you are enjoying that bonus content, please let people know. Um, D, you mentioned Challenge Throwdown. Challenge Throwdown in Yorkville is going to be volleyball. I will not be there. I will be playing. And you probably, yeah, because you probably get eliminated first. Well done. Well played. Well played. Um, But I will say that I will be in New York City here in my hometown on June 2nd for Challenge Mania Live. Smack dab in the middle of the throwdown events. Uh, Because this is the outro, so we have a little bit more time, I just want to kind of go into more detail about what you'll be getting with Challenge Mania Live. So lots of fun throwdown events that weekend in the morning. He's doing escape rooms. You'll be able to escape the room with with a challenge cast member on your team. At night, you guys know about the challenge throwdowns. It's a party. If you've ever wanted to party with your favorite real world road rules, challenge cast members, Throwdown is where to be. Smack dab in the middle of the day, though. Caroline's Comedy Club, 49th and Broadway, over in the Times Square region of Manhattan. Myself, Mr. Leonardo Cathalon, Derek Kaczynski, are going to be taking the stage with three special guests at the minimum. So we're advertising three guests. We're going to be letting those names fly in the next coming weeks. But who knows? We're going to be in New York City, folks. A lot of challenge people live in New York City. A lot of challenge people in the area for the throwdown. Who knows who will drop in? You heard Cyrus. He might be dropping in. So... 
It's going to be a really fun, interactive live show. It's going to be a live version of the podcast, but it is free-flowing. So not going to be any ads or plugs or promos, whatever that. So cut out your intro, cut out your outro, and just picture a five-person, multi-person interview on stage with you guys as the audience kind of helping us guide us along the way we're going to come out there with a microphone and you'll be able to ask questions you know it's going to be really fun it might be a trivia element it's going to be awesome i'm putting it together now it's going to be something that you'll be able to tell your friends you were at this is the first one and we are not putting this on itunes so it's not like if you wait four days you're hearing it on your way to work this is meant for the people in the building it might go up for our patrons at some point but this is a -a one-of-a-kind experience at caroline's on the second yeah, I heard that we may be giving, handing out fruits and vegetables and like lettuce and cabbage to them too. So like, so they can throw it at us. Or, yeah, yeah. I heard is that, that is actually untrue, but that works as a natural segue to remind you that the food at Caroline's is actually really good. So I know we're we're, we're starting over in that nice sweet spot of brunch time here in New York City, but come hungry because there's great food at Caroline's. They make great cocktails there as well. You can go to challengemania.live for tickets. Okay, here's the story with the meet and greet tickets. So we're sold out of meet and greet tickets. And all that means is if you wanted to come in early and hang out with us before the show, unfortunately, those are sold out. The reason that those sold out is because we wanted to make sure that experience was intimate for those people. We didn't want to load it up and sell 150 meet and greet tickets. And then you get there and you're waiting on a long line to take a selfie with D and then thanks for coming out. No. You're going to be hanging out with us before the show. So we wanted to keep that um, exclusive, and we have, and it's sold out. But that doesn't mean that this show is not going to be off the chain as well. The whole two-hour live show is going to feel like one big meet and greet. We're all in the room together enjoying each other's company uh, and asking each other questions and stuff like that. You guys, just by being in the audience, will be participating. And who knows, maybe we'll stay and hang out a little bit more after the show too. So don't let that deter you from picking up general admission tickets to uh, Challenge Mania Live over at the Caroline's site, which you can get to directly by going to challengemania.live. You can also call Caroline's if you prefer to deal with them over the phone. And they have a couple uh, VIP packages they offer, just uh, so you don't get confused. Those don't get you into the meet and greet because that's sold out, but they do have one where you get like better seats, you get food included, top shelf open bar, stuff like that. So feel free to uh, tinker with those as well, but those are through Caroline's, not through us. Thank you guys so much for selling out the meet and greet. We cannot wait to hang out with you guys there. We will have merch in the house as well if you want to pick up some Challenge Mania merch. Obviously, D will be there to sign it. If for some reason you want me to sign it, I'll sign it for you as well. We also have our guests there who I'm sure will have markers handy. So we're going to have some really cool stuff there, some exclusive posters, all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a really fun day in New York City, the second. And as you mentioned before, as if, you know, the night, you know, as if there's not enough going on with Challenge Mania Live, Escape Rooms, Challenge Throwdown, uh, you and me are going to go check out Slim Shady the next day. So yeah, yeah. After 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 the challenges, uh, co- the Comic Con version of the challenge is over. Yeah, we're gonna go see what's up with Eminem. All comes full circle. We had a nice chat about Eminem on the podcast, and uh, Eminem will be in New York City at Governor's Ball. Shout out to Governor's Ball. I cover I cover that show every year. It's a nice three day festival here in the New York City area. They do it at Randall's Island. Uh, I've been there uh, probably five over the last six years or so they run a good show obviously you don't want to check them out on saturday that weekend because that's the big challenge day here in new york but let's be honest that's the lackluster lineup anyway jack white's doing it on friday eminem's doing it on sunday and i can't even really tell you who's doing it saturday but um shouts to governor's ball they're good people over there um awesome so we'll see you guys in new york june 2nd 
Hopefully some of you guys will be making your way out to Yorkville on the 19th as well to watch D do his best Val Kilmer impression in the sand against Jordan uh, and make up for uh, the Dirty 30 out there on the volleyball course. Um, you yep. know ChallengeMania.shop. We're now selling Car Maria gear as well in addition to all the new Challenge Mania designs. I think I'm going to drop a, uh, a new Challenge Mania design next week, D, so people should keep their eyes peeled for that. And we might be launching someone else's gear on the uh, Challenge Mania shop very soon as well. So uh, tune in. Look for stuff next week. Info on that as well as info on our first surprise guest for Challenge Mania Live. Booyah. Thank you guys once again to all our patrons, but thank you first and foremost to every single listener of this show. Whether you consider yourself a challenge maniac or not, we cannot tell you how much we appreciate you guys. Keep letting our guests know on Twitter, like Cyrus, at CyrusMTV, that you heard him on Challenge Mania and enjoyed him. I sure as hell enjoyed him. D enjoyed him. He was hilarious, as uh, as I assumed he would be, but more than lived up to uh, to the hype, and it was awesome to catch up with him. And hopefully we'll all be catching up with him on uh, a TV sometime soon. Uh, you heard a little bit of that uh, uh, that fire gossip here but I mean you guys know the way to get these guys back on the show let them hear it I mean if, if, if Cyrus has always been one of your favorites and you've been missing him on the show continue to let them know hashtag challenge accepted hashtag beer sponsor Hashtag beer sponsor as well. No, if anybody does know any sponsors, we're having we're starting to have some trickle in here for Challenge Mania, and that's thanks to you guys and coming out in droves with the downloads and the listens. We do appreciate that, and we have been approached by several companies, but we're always looking for more. So if you know a good fit, please reach out to us at challengemaniapodcast.com. Thank you guys so much for the love and for being the, the greatest listeners out there. I love it. I feel like you're like a robot, and like you know when I when I say something, you bang, you just jump on and you keep talking. Boom. And we also have a sponsor, robots.com. If you need a robot for your kitchen, you need a robot to do your dishes. We sell those too. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Scott Yeager. Bam. Talk. You could be like the next Siri, bro. I could be the next Siri. Wow. That'd be really good. But maybe they'd spell my name wrong by accident. See what I did there? That's a callback, folks. I can't believe they spelled his name wrong in the video. That's bittersweet. Could you imagine if you were in an MTV video, Derek, and then you like you have people over to watch it, you gather around, and then it's your big moment, and it's D-E-R-E-K or something? Scott, tell me about almonds. Guys, if you like nuts, but you think pistachios are too messy, you think peanuts are too high in fat content, almonds are what you want to eat. And almond to almonds. Scott, tell me about Gatorade. All right, listen, if you hate crocodiles, but you need cool, refreshing liquid, you need to try Gatorade. Michael Jordan drank it, Tiger Woods drank it, and you can drink it too. Scott, what's the best beers out there? If you like beer, you need to be drinking Yingling. Yingling, the best beer out there for the challenge maniac in your life. Personally, I like Red Stripe, but that's just me. Red Stripe. Dilly dilly. Okay, I gotta go, dude. Yeah, I got to go too, man. It's Monday. We're adults. What are we doing? All right, guys. Thank you so much. Tune into Vendettas tonight and then tune into the Patreon after that because we'll be bringing you some bonus content. Peace. Okay, guys, well, I'm listening to you. This thing just down here on Challenge Mania. So uh, take care of yourself, and I hope we see you in the future.